Hello, everyone. Uh, I would like to welcome you to this second session of the webinar series on exploring single-cell transcript, uh, transcriptomes using bioinformatics solutions from Kaigen. Uh, today's presentation will be uh, presented by Dr. Jean Albio and supported by Dr. Uh, Nido Amen. My name is Ilian and uh, I'm your host for today's webinar. Now it's my uh, my pleasure to introduce uh, to you today's speakers. Dr. Jean Albio is a senior scient uh, principal scientist at Kaigen Bioinformatics. Before joining Kaigen Bioinformatics, uh, Dr. Shanoel Biol uh, joined Ingenuity Systems in 2008 as a staff scientist uh, for in silico research program in oncology and infectious disease. Dr. Biol holds a, a PhD in blood, uh, blood cell biology from Paris 7 and has done his postdoctoral work at Scripps Research Institute and studying uh, the impact of feline immunodeficiency virus and Borna disease virus on brain cells. He pursued his career at the Vaccine Research Institute of San Diego, where he co-developed a universal vaccine platform using the core antigen and, uh, of hepatitis B virus in order to target uh, infectious diseases as well as metabolic um, disease and cancer. Dr. Nito Emin is a bio, uh, bioinformatics scientist at Kaigen Bioinformatics. Dr. Emin joined Omicsoft uh, which is now a Kaigen company in 2017, specializing in customer data and support. Dr. Emin obtained uh, his PhD in genetics and, uh, and develop, development from Cornell University and completed his postdoctoral training in cardiac development in frog and mouse models at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. During his postdoctoral work and subsequent work as a research associate, at North Carolina State University, Dr. Amen developed a number of methodologies applying next-generation sequencing to determine the mechanisms involved in uh, congenital heart disease and uh, literality defects. Okay, now I will hand over the presentation to Dr. Jean-El Bio to start. Thank you, Yi. Uh, welcome, everybody. I hope everybody hear me well. So um, today is the part two um, uh, that uh, uh, will consist in looking in the biological interpretation of the data set that has been processed uh, through um, Omicsoft as um, Neo has presented last week. And I'm going to give you some kind of reminder uh, why we are looking at single cells transcriptome. So this is the legal disclaimer stating that uh, these uh, software are used for discovery research only. So just a, a step back in, 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 in our view of the world of the biology, we try to provide a, what we call a sample to insight um, at Kaizen's. And uh, everybody knows that Kaizen has multiple kits and, and library preps and many other things in order for the scientists to extract the nucleic acids, DNA, RNA, uh, try to sequence that material. And as Nick was presented, uh, look at the data analysis and process the data through multiple stats and, and uh, very complicated softwares that will allow us to extract the meaningful information, in particular the expression profile, and send that here today to 
ingenuity pathway analyses that everybody knows as IPA for biological interpretations. Just a reminder that Miro has presented why the single cell RNA sequencing. So I'm not going to uh, state uh, what he has presented uh, very well, but basically based on the cell population, you have a tremendous heterogeneity. And that will require, based on that, different treatment. Uh, so it has to be a little bit more uh, personalized, if you wish, at the, uh, at the single cell level. He has also presented a popular type of uh, single cell RNA-seq data, and it's basically two uh, gigantic ensembles, those that have uh, the UMI, uh, unique molecular indexes, or non-UMI. He has um, extensively uh, shown you a case using drop-seq technology, the 10x by uh, genomics, and how we process that from the FASTQ file and the TAG file and so on. Today, I'm going to look at um, a data set that has been processed using SmartSeq C1, which is based on integrative fluidic circuits, uh, having non-UMI. We still process this data, send that through, uh, in, in, uh, process it in RS Studio from Omicsoft, and send the data directly to IPA. That's the scheme of the general workflow when you study single cell RNA sequencing. Uh, again, Nero has um, um, explain that uh, in depth and basically <clears throat> you you will be able using our technology to obtain some clustering some differential profile and looking at marker genes the smart seek uh, data set uh, that i'm using today will jump here and we will be able to quantify get the results send that to apa just a, a beautiful idea when you have all of these fastq file and tag file you are going to extract an expression profile and on a very complicated tissue like uh, pancreas, pancreas, you are able to distinguish different type of cells and within each type of cells, what type of marker you would like to uh, um, look at specifically. So it's a, it's a very beautiful technology. Now, let's imagine that you have that data and that data has been sent to IPA. And the goal uh, and the, the objectives, if you wish, in IPA is try to and determine a couple of uh, very important parts of the biology. For instance, the canonical pathways and, and are they what, which are the canonical pathways involved in what way are they uh, turned on or turned off? We can uh, look at the, what we call the underlying transcriptional program. Basically, who are the conductors, the drivers that will be um, explaining the expression change that you see in your data set? We can explore as well the biological processes and using that uh, feature called downstream effect analysis. We will be able to generate hypotheses and these hypotheses needs to be validated in the lab, right? So let's not take everything for granted. We are a tool that describe and generate hypotheses. We can also identify now uh, through our technology uh, tissue enriched splicing variant and their expression pattern using isoprofiler. And very proudly, now we can um, use um, analysis match. It's a new feature that have been created by the joint power of Omicsoft and IPA, in which you will be able to compare your own analysis across thousands, literally thousands of data sets that have been normalized and curated. And we're going to see that. And finally, because we have that Omicsoft connection as well, uh, we can look at a couple of genes and their expression pattern and 
how they are involved in diabetes. So the example uh, I'm using is based on the collaboration we have. And uh, Julia has already published a paper in 2016, and they were looking at the single cell transcriptomics of the human endocrine pancreas. And that has been published, the data has been uh, publicly uh, available, and we have used that data uh, to um, look for further um, hypothesis and, and, and new insights, if you wish. A couple of uh, um, insight on the type 1 diabetes. It's obviously a very complex disease. It's a chronic autoimmune disease in which you destroy uh, the beta cells uh, in the allate of Langerhans, which results in insulin deficiency and hyperglycemia. There's a strong inflammation. There's a um, um, big network of immune cells involved from the DC to the T-Rex. That hyperglycemia has severe pathological consequences uh, to say the least, stroke and blindness on heart disease. The, the numbers here are uh, tremendous. Um, we estimated more than 30 million people in the US only, which is almost 10% of the population has diabetes, which is one in four uh, people with diabetes don't know they have the disease. And according to uh, these stats, more than 80 million Americans over 18 years old have pre-diabetes conditions. So it's a serious uh, problem uh, and a public health problem that we need to understand. The next three side is basically the teaser of all the talk here. What can we achieve within our technology? One is to look at specific isoforms that are differentially expressed and look at uh, isoforms that are normally enriched in certain tissues. That's the case of insulin tool. Because we are the capacity now to uh, look at our own data set, which is here, uh, and compare that data set across 47,000 data sets that has been uh, put in our library now in IPA and that has been normalized and curated from Omicsoft and put everything in, in IPA for looking at that. We can look at new insight. You can imagine comparing type 1 diabetes to 3 cancer, which a priori has nothing to do. Well, we can extract meaningful information, and that's the case here. I will show that at the end. And finally, because we have that connection with a mix of, and they call the lens, which is a series of uh, hundreds of thousands of data sets that have been uh, computed as well, and they extract meaningful information. And here I can look at the variation of insulin expression, not only normal type 1, but also type 2 diabetes, and we can look at that. So when we mean sample to insight, we really mean it. We have uh, that uh, integration of Omicsoft and IPA closely tied. So a person like me, which is not a bioinformatician, but a biologist, can easily use these two software that are connected to each other. Basically, when you have a FASTQ file from uh, your RNA sequencing and you have some metadata, you input all of that in a mix of RS Studio. You process your data. You extract the differential expression pattern. You send that to IPA. And I will show you at the end the features that I call analysis match, which will be able to compare your own data set here with thousands of other data set that have been computed, normalized in a mix of, and sent to IPA as well. So this is a screenshot of what we have in RS Studio with the mix of. Uh, I have imported the FASTQ file, 
We have extracted the BAM file, extracted the count, the FPCAM at the gene and the transcript level, and we have all sorts of uh, QC and very important information. We can even have the mutation if we want. And here we have the inference report. The inference report is the term, is the tab that and the the spreadsheet, if you wish, that include the differential expression analysis that will be sent to API. On that uh, right side, I show you that uh, when you have metadata, we can um, tag that, connect that to the uh, stats and the analysis we are going to do, and all of that will be used for further uh, tests that we would like to achieve, uh, type 1 diabetes versus no, and many other components when you have more data. This is the inference report. Uh, we are going to look at the transcript level. The technology has been used is BSIC for the differential expression analysis. And that's the typical tab in the rows. This is the transcript I did, which will map to uh, certain genes. And you have four chains, p-value and adjusted p-values. And even though, uh, and even you have the, uh, what we call the counts, so to determine a minimum level of uh, um, transcription that we need to require for the cutoffs. All of that data here is sent directly to IPM. Before, maybe I would like to see what's going on in terms of clustering, how the samples segregate to each other, and you can extract that very easily while basically with a click of a button and uh, obtaining the hierarchical clustering. And here you see the type 1 diabetes samples versus the normal situations and you can clearly see how these sample cluster with this set of genes that are uh, half regulated these set of genes that are downregulated so you can uh, look at specific sample of interest you can look also at the volcano plot with the up and down regulated establishing some cutoff and uh, these analysis uh, these genes uh, i mean our transcript will be used for looking at uh, uh, further biological interpretation in IP. You can also look at the genome view, basically looking at the uh, reads, the piles of reads you have in one condition versus another. And here it's very simplified by a box plot looking at uh, healthy situations here in blue and um, uh, diabetic situation there for the pattern of insulin. Nero has uh, explained to you also the TSNI clustering. And this is really interesting because uh, we can uh, determine that uh, the uh, tremendous, there is a tremendous heterogeneity of expression for a particular gene across conditions. So you would imagine in type 1 medicine, uh, type 1 diabetes insulin is have a low expression, which is represented by the green things. But you can also realize that sometimes there is high expression as well in the type 1 diabetes. So there is a tremendous heterogeneity. And it's true for insulin, uh, G6PC2, CRP, and CREAM1 as an example here. So these are really interesting for further analysis and understanding how uh, we can uh, separate these different clusters. So the data has been processed using DSIC. This is the typical screenshot. You enter your project, your data. This is at the transcript level. The mapping model was ensemble. And the simple comparison is yes versus no, type 1 diabetes versus normal. You can even set up the analysis directly into IPA if you have a, a license of IPA. And here I set up the four change of two, p-value of all one. And I look at a, a minimum uh, 
count of two either in the uh, type one activities or the normal. High PA, I'm not going to go over that slide, which is uh, a little bit more um, uh, heavy, but we can answer all sorts of questions. And, uh, and for the sake of the talk today, I'm not going to mention all of that. You will have that as a PDF, so you can look at that. We are only look at a couple of things that are really important, upstream analysis, some disease and functions. We are going to look at causal network, and we are going to use the analysis match heavily at the end. But this is uh, broadly all the questions you can ask legitimately when you have that data being processed in IPF. This is the summary uh, of what we call the core analysis. This is a type 1 diabetes versus normal. All the uh, parameters cutoffs are shown here. And this is what is presented to you, basically, uh, what are the top canonical pathways, the top upstream regulator, and I will explain what it is, top causal network uh, regulator, and so on. You can have that metadata being sent directly or attached. And if it's not, you can input it in your new core analysis. This is extremely important to have this metadata because you will be able to filter on later on using the analysis match. So let's look at the canonical pathways now. My my will was, what are the signaling cascades that are involved? And if we can determine what we call the pathway activity analysis, so basically, do we know if that pathway is turned on or turned off? Uh, please show that to me. And that's the case here. I ask a very uh, confident um, predictions using uh, what they call a Z-score and the uh, absolute value of two. So I'm confident what, what is shown to me is based on real uh, reliable information. As you can tell, two pathways are predicted to be turned on. Uh, it, it's uh, um, highlighted by the orange color, which is a positive discord, and two pathways are turned down, which is represented by the blue color. It's a negative discord. Obviously, we have drawn uh, what is a type 1 diabetes signaling pathways, but uh, I will show these in the later slide, but you realize also that these uh, type of cascade that are involved or not are really representative of type 1 diabetes, oxidative uh, phosphorylation, and the cholesterol biosynthesis seems to be decreased. There is a strong inflammation, and we're going to show here the type 1 diabetes that has been turned on. And this is the pathways. It's just part of the pathways. And what you realize, based on the pattern of expression of all the genes you have in your data set, which are either green, which is down-regulated in type 1 diabetes, or red, which is up-regulated in the type 1 diabetes, you can draw a lot of upstream and downstream predictions, which are presented by the orange and the blue all across that. And what we see here, when we have a pathways, um, the type 1 diabetes turn on, it will lead to apoptosis, which is shown here, and production of uh, nitric oxide. So that's one element of information you can get. We can look also at metabolic pathways activity analysis, and we realize here that the, what we call the super pathways of cholesterol biosynthesis is predicted to be turned down in type 1 diabetes. So that's a couple of information in two clicks where you see different signaling cascades and their involvement in that disease. We have multiple networks in IPA, and I don't want to overflow, uh, overwhelming you with informations, but these are basically 
uh, information on how we connect what we call regulator, could be an absent regulator or master regulator, to other genes in your data set with different means. This is a very simple means, right? We look at the regulators that are connected to at least four molecules downstream in your data set, and we mandate a couple of very um, stringent conditions. Here it's these molecules are connected to expression and transcription edges. And why we do that? It's because like that we can infer prediction downstream. So I'm looking at my data set in type 1 versus normal, and I ask the question, show me all the upstream regulators, which are shown here, and their uh, predicted activation status. And I ask the question, show me those that are predicted to be activated, strong z-score superior absolute value of 2. And the top three are TNF-alpha, interleukin-1 beta, and oncostatin. Nothing is surprising. Two of them are in your data set. One is not. Let's look at that um, signature, which is um, a signature of, of inflammations, really, uh, uh, that exist in type 1 agents. So if you plot these three together, you have that uh, network here. Seems to be complicated, but the idea is TNF-alpha, interleukin-1 beta, oncostatin are in orange, which make us believe that based on the pattern of expression of all the red and green you see here, these guys are predicted to be activated. In other words, the program launched by these guys have been turned on. And what I have added, because we have a possibility to grow uh, our networks, as, as I've done here, I have asked the question, simple question, show me which of the biological functions you think are um, highly significant. And I put two of them, glucose metabolic disorders and autophagy. And based on the pattern of expression of all these networks, these down-regulated and up-regulated we can conclude or we can predict with high confidence that the glucose metabolism disorder is increased, which is not surprising in type 1 diabetes, but autophagy, which is a key uh, function in uh, the regulation of that type 1 diabetes. Uh, autophagy is predicted to be decreased. This is a strong hypothesis. Now you can go back to the lab and dissect a couple of very important connections you would like to see and look at that particular functions. So that's one way. So here, I can predict that TNF-alpha, oncostatin, and atorgivalin together are key regulators in type 1 diabetes. I show you all these networks. I just point on these very causal networks. We call, we call that causal network because we try to prune everything which is not important in relation between genes. And here, we are going to try to establish a set of regulators, master regulator here in orange, and the purple are regulators. And this set plausibly explains the expression pattern of genes that are known to be downstream. And we mandate a couple of very important connections, activation, inhibition, expression, and transcriptions. Why we do that? Because we can infer directionality, causality. So I'm going to look at that. We call that a master regulator because we really believe that they are on the top of that network. So this is the set of master regulators. If you look at the color, those are predicted to be inhibited. Those are predicted to be activated. And the beauty of this causal network is we can ask the question as well is in what way 
the network which is driven by a rector in that particular case, which is predicted to be activity, in what way it could increase or decrease type 1 diabetes. So I'm going to show you one hypothesis. I'm going to show you the case of rector predicted to be activated here. Allow the increase of type 1 diabetes with two intermediate. It seems to be simplistic, but this is again an hypothesis that you need to validate in the lab. And all of that is based on finding. But a rector predicted to be increased. Increased type 1 diabetes via increase of CD4, probably the CD4 population, and decrease of FOXP3, which represents a marker of the T-like populations. And that network sits on all these different uh, target which are known to be downstream. And some of them you can recognize that uh, fatty uh, pathway regulator like SRBF1 and many others. So this is a complete hypothesis that you can, you can evaluate in the lab. Now, because I have the tool to mimic inhibition or activation of particular gene, I have done the same things. I mimic the inhibition of Richter. And if you mimic the inhibition of Richter using that tool called molecule activity predictor. I mimic the decrease of CD4 and the increase of FOXP3 and according to that network that should decrease the type 1 diabetes. I understand very well that Richter is part of the mTOR pathways. It's extremely important for uh, the beta cell mass and, and, and many other things in type 1 diabetes. So that seems to be a little bit controversial but nevertheless everything we show here are based on findings. So you can test that hypothesis in the lab. The other question I asked was, why not looking at biological processes that are present uh, in your data set? And we do that because we know the pattern of expression of the genes that are known to be associated with some of the function you see here. I pointed on synthesis of cholesterol. That functions, which are represented by nine molecules and their expression pattern, we believe that that function is decreased in the type 1 diabetes. Okay, that's another hypothesis, and this is the network we can op obtain. We can test that uh, hypothesis in the lab and look at if the synthesis of cholesterol is actually decreased in type 1 diabetes, and that processes may contribute to type 1 diabetes or reinforce or bolster the type 1 diabetes consequences as well. So that's again a very a nice and sim uh, simple network to test in the lab here. I told you that we have a tool called ISO profilers and that tool allows us to look at specific splicing variant. We, we are the time of NGS so we understand that one gene has multiple expressions, multiple form or isoforms called splicing variant. Now we are able to look at these differentially expressed isoforms and through different criteria, we can uh, um, narrow down those of interest for a particular uh, um, purpose here. In that type one diabetes versus normal, we have 832 uh, molecule um, splicing variant differentially expressed with a significant p-value, obviously. And this is there here. Well, 832 are not manageable, so I'm going to try to filter that and look at isoforms that are enriched in pancreas and involved in type 1 diabetes. I can do that because we 
uh, have a resource of the Kaizen knowledge base, which encompass something like 13 million findings now, um, a little bit more than 6 million findings just for the IPA structure. So it's huge. And I'm asking the question here. Show me isoforms that they are differentially expressed with a fraud change of two at least. This isoform needs to be protein coding. They need to be enriched in pancreas. And they need to be tied to type 1 diabetes. Guess what? One isoform is differentially expressed. It's the insulin 201. That isoform is particularly enriched in pancreas, and we know that. Unfortunately, in that type 1 diabetes, it's down-regulated, and we show you the scheme of the different splicing variant for insulin according to the ensemble model. One isoform is differentially expressed, and it's down-regulated. This is the insulin 201. So by three click, I can tell you that that particular isoform, I know it's the little red blink, but it's 500 times rich normally in tissue. This particular isoform, this one specifically, is down-regulated. So now you can see that when you have a renastic data set being processed, you can look at splicing, uh, splicing variants of interest. You, you can imagine using them for diagnostic, for instance. I mentioned to you the IPA with analysis match. For those that have IPA, you know that we can compare up to 20 observations within one experiment. This is great, but this is your own experiment you have done. Why not looking at thousands of other data sets that have been normalized and curated across different diseases, different tissue, different platform? Well, it's called analysis match. This is the feature that you see here now if you have that licensing IPA. And what you do with that is you are able to match your own, and I will explain what's mean matching or anti-matching, your own analysis against 47,000 expression data set that we have now that has been processed, curated from public sources by a mix of. That's absolutely huge. And this is the scheme of what we do. It's a nice cartoon. Imagine you have an express data set, geo data set, they have been processed and curated in QA by a mix of. And now we are going to use that tremendous database with the gigantic finding knowledge base we have in IPA that we have curated over 18 years now. And the power of the tool now will allow you to give you insight or new insight or confirmation to your own data set. So here, this is what happened. When I click on the tab analysis match, I can see this is my type 1 diabetes versus normal. And I look across thousands of other data sets. The number here was 47,000 something. And through filtering schemes, I'm going to try to narrow down pattern or prediction that interests me. So, to explain what we see here in magenta or blue, that represents uh, respectively a matching or non-matching, so similarities or dissimilarities in the pattern of predictions. And this pattern of prediction can be at the canonical pathways, and I will show that in an instant, upstream regulator, disease in function, and causal networks. One step 
And back to show you that the number of data sets we have as of June, and it increased obviously now, uh, look at uh, something 47 or so thousand data sets. We have uh, curated in particular the links, which are the library of integrated network-based cellular signature from the NIH, which look at cell lines with different inhibitor compounds, and you look like that at what pathways, what process are involved in that. So it's a, it's a, a very rich uh, database for um, insight. So when I told you what is the match or anti-match, this is uh, where come the name analysis match, it's basically, forgot what I'm showing you, look only at the colors. Those is what's happening in your own analysis. You have a range which believe that these compounds are predicted to be activated. It could be a causal network, disease in functions, absent regulator, and those are predicted to be inhibited. And basically with that pattern, we establish signatures and we are going to look at thousands of data sets and we see if the pattern match. If it's orange here and blue here, there's a matching. There is a blue here and orange here versus this one. It's an anti-matching. What does it tell you? It tells you that the pattern of the predictions is inverse or is very well correlated. And you imagine when you look at that across thousands of data sets, you gain insight. And that's going to do here. So push the analysis match. And I filter on a couple of uh, things that interest me. As the question, let's look at these cell lines that have um, uh, different type of signature uh, based on the compounds that they are inhibiting. So I say, show me all the analyses that are in links, that the mTOR is the target, that they use as an inhibitions. This is a treatment versus control. And I'm specifically look at upstream regulator. And I would like, it's in magenta here, and the z-score is completely arbitrary unit, but let's imagine the scale from zero to 100. 100 is complete matching, it's highly identical, and zero to minus 100 is very dissimilar. So it's that the opposite. So here I'm looking for usage of upstream regulator that are very similar between all these data sets that happen to be cancer data set versus my type 1 diabetes, which is metabolic data set. So one, two, three, four, five clicks, and now I obtain only seven or eight data set that are some kind of matching for the prediction pattern of absolute to my own data set here. And I click and I say, show me the heat map. Well, the heat map is shown here. This is my data set, type 1 diabetes versus normal, and all the others, which cluster differently, are the cancer data set. When I click on that, it shows you the metadata. What's, what's intriguing here is the type 1 diabetes behave like an mTOR inhibitions, basically, and you can tell that by this pattern here. All these data sets have a predicted uh, in inhibitory pattern for CD38, UCP1, and ATF4, and they all have a pattern of predictions uh, for TP53, TNF-alpha, and many others. So it's very interesting to see that type 1 diabetes seems to mimic uh, 
cancer cell lines that have been inhibited by mTORs. Obviously, that needs to be investigated much more, but in five or six clicks, I could get that hitman. Why is it important? Because now I know that apparently if you use mTOR inhibitor, you shut down very important molecules and you promote TP53 in the case of cancers. So now, in our case, it seems also that we have a pattern of, as I say at the beginning, of inflammation which is heavily um, increased, TNF-alpha, interleukin-1, beta, and so on. So that tells me something. Now, if you treat cancer cell line with mTOR inhibitor, you may see not only TP53 going up, which is interesting and important, but also inflammations. In our case, type 1 diabetes is confirmed that there is an inflammation pattern. And I'm just going to look at TNF-alpha here, this one, and establish a new hypothesis. So in the case of type 1 diabetes or cancer cell line that have been treated by mTOR, they seems to be really similar in the usage of absomoglator, I can establish that hypothesis center and target around TNF-alpha. TNF-alpha is predicted to be inhibited. We know that because this is all the genes uh, downstream with their pattern of regulation. And if you tie two other functions, and I put here uh, a reminder, the glucose metabolism disorder, which is predicted to be increased, and glucose tolerance. I understand glucose tolerance is for type 2 diabetes, but I wanted to show you that is also connected and that glucose tolerance is predicted to be decreased. Now, using molecule activity predictor, I will mimic that TNF-alpha uh, inhibitions and it's represented in green here. And I should turn and inverse the glucose metabolism disorder and increase in close uh, glucose tolerance. The beauty of, of IPA is to generate hypothesis. Uh, sometimes some hypothesis looks awkward. But remember, everything we say and present to you are based on real findings. So the case we have here seems to be uh, maybe not appropriate for type 1 diabetes, even though you click on some information and realize that effectively, in a case of uh, islet transplantations, in a clinical trial, anti-TNF-alpha and anti-mTOR have been used uh, uh, for treatment of type 1 diabetes. It was a specific case. I understand it's a hypoglycemia awareness, uh, on awareness, but that's a type of information you can get from an hypothesis and you can uh, verify with your own expertise. So IPA generate hypothesis based on the information you have provided to him, which is the expression pattern of your genes and strong algorithm for predictions. So I think it was uh, absolutely beautiful to see that here. I told you because we have that strong connection IPO mix-off, I was interested to look at the uh, expression pattern of insulin in type 1, in type 2, and normal tissue. In a mix-off lens, I can create some quartile and say, look at low, middle, and high expression pattern of insulin across different projects, and you realize how heterogeneous uh, heterogeneous the expression of insulin is. In type 1 diabetes, we assume that there is a low level, but you have also middle level of expression in insulin type 1 diabetes. Sometimes in a normal control, the, uh, you have a low uh, level of insulin expression, the same as type 1 diabetes and so on. So from that uh, type of information, you really look at the real biology and the real um, um, heterogeneity of biological phenomena. So, uh, on that note, 
I would like just to conclude that what, what we have achieved so far looking at that specific data set that has been processed by SmartSeq technology, and we have sent the data set into IPF operation, that we can clearly see a couple of pathways that are heavily involved, acute phase response, cholesterol pathways. We can um, look at a potential transcriptional program that we believe involves TNF-alpha, oncostatin, anti-RECL1 beta. These are involved in autophagy, glucose metabolism disorders. We can look and test and probably um, uh, understand why synthesis of cholesterol is predicted to be inhibited. We have generated multiple hypotheses. These need to be validated in the lab. For instance, Rictor is a potential regulatory type 1 diabetes. I understand that can be controversial as mTOR is extremely important for all the uh, um, functioning of pancreas cells, but maybe it's interesting to test here the relation of Rictor and TREG specifically. We have looked also at isoforms that are specifically enriched in pancreas, but in that case of type 1 diabetes, is done regulated. We have determined a very important uh, master regulator as TNF-alpha using that um, very um, important feature that we have now called analysis match at LOH to compare to thousands of other data sets. And we were able to very simply visualize a variation of expression of uh, insulin across different diseases here. So on that note, I would like to mention that uh, we have uh, all the customers and all additional resources you can contact for further uh, question here. Um, I would like to thank you all of, all of you for following that uh, webinar. Thank you. Kyogen. Sample to insight.